All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. for OnComicsGrounds.com's flagship podcast, Panel to Panel, where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. We are here back, yes, back, after our amazing talk with um, writer of, um, I'm blanking, Spencer Locke, and going to the table, David Peppos, we are back with our regular cast here to talk about all the nerdy news and comic book news going on in the sphere around us that exists. My name is James Portis, to my left. We have the woman who is on the edge of being sick, but she is still here, and we love her. Mary, how are you? Okay, I figure I should come back at some point, you know? Yes. We, I was we missed gone you. all of August. We missed you. <laughs> but we powered but. through. All right, and then, and then we have Mr. Hard Worker, the man who keeps it trucking, who is officiating a wedding tomorrow. Travis, how are you? I'm good. The, the wedding was yesterday, actually. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah, because we had Blurred Grounds on Thursday and then that. Okay, cool. Cool, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Okay. I am, I'm recovering. That's, that's what that is. Oh, <laughs> all right, cool. Okay, okay. Now, we are going to go ahead and dive into it. Before we do, don't forget that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to it on Google Podcasts. You can listen to it on uh, uh, Spotify. You can listen to it on Stitcher, and there's a couple other ones that filter through uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, like Spreaker and Voxbox, that you can check us out as as well, if you prefer those platforms. And we will be getting back on YouTube in the next week, if you prefer that as well. But, we are here right now, and you can also follow us at PTP underscore podcast on Twitter, and check out the website, On Comics Ground, on Twitter and Instagram, at On Comics Ground, and you can check out the website every weekday for all new reviews all new previews of the latest comics and all new opinion pieces about the comic book industry okay so we're gonna dive straight into the marvel news for this past week the past the past like week and a half we've been having to deal with the situation that has been going on which is um what was it The, the brazilian court backs rio like rio's mayor when he freaks out and says that um, the Marvel comic, 
the children, um, Avengers Children's Crusade, where Hulkling and Wiccan kiss is horrible, it's blasphemous, we need to remove it for the safety of our children. Protect the children, he says. <coughs> this homophobia is horrible. Ugh, how do we feel about this, folks? This is real? Yes, this he is said real. That? This is real. This is real. This is a real okay. situation that's been developing. Like, it's been a real thing that's been going on the past, like, two weeks that the mayor of Rio went on a rampage because he found out a Marvel comic book had gay men kissing. Um. <coughs> oh, you're cutting, you're cutting out there, Travis. Um, I think he's in shock. Uh, I think he's in shock, yeah. Like, like, his computer and him are in shock at the same time. <laughs> Well, while Travis processes this information, Mary, how do you feel about this? <laughs> I mean, as as a certified gay person, I think it's profoundly stupid. Amen. I mean, we're used to, you know, these kind of, um, too political here, these, you know, conservative politicians bringing arguments like this. You know, the pearl-clutching for the children argument. Think of the children! <laughs> the same time this is this is government censorship at you know the beginnings of government censorship and now i will admit i don't know how those filters work in brazil because you know i am not brazilian and i have never been to brazil um it, it is absolutely mind-boggling and it gives me a goddamn headache. It really, like, I, I am right there with you, to be honest. Like, it, the entire situation frustrates me, and I, like, it just, it drives me up a wall that this book, and the thing is, this isn't a new book. This book is, like, years old, and then randomly he finds it and just goes, oh, this is horrible, think of the children, and I'm just like, wait a minute. Like it may it may have been recently translated. That's true. That's a true. It takes a long ass time to translate comics in mass. And like I think um Jim Chung, the original artist for that uh, miniseries, put it best when he tweeted out a long thread about this with the original artwork. He had put um as an artist, my passion to tell stories. Um, like is to, is to, like is to tell stories, stories of great heroism, compassion, and love, with as authentic and diverse characters as possible. Characters that depict every walk of life and color, whether they be black, white, brown, yellow, or green. <coughs> Excuse me. The fact that this book from almost a decade ago is now being drawn into the spotlight by the mayor perhaps only highlights how out of touch he might be with current times. And the way that is so well done, I'm just like, mm, thank you, Jim Chung. Like, ugh, it just, it, it just, it speaks for everything. Now, Travis, are you out of shock? How are you? Oh, he, he's full. Are you there, there, sir? Travis, are you dead? I think he's dead. There may have been a technical glitch. Oh, there might be a technical glitch. <laughs> like he, no, uh, I've, I've got the oh. info pulled up in front of me, so why don't I just um, kind of lay out what happened. Alright, cool, go for it. Um, it was Rio de Janeiro's book biennial, which I believe is some kind of a book fair. And um, 
some LGBTQ books there. Um, and the mayor of Rio de Janeiro, Marcelo Crivella, pardon if I mispronounced that, um, video to his Twitter on Thursday ordering booksellers to stop selling copies of the um, Avengers The Children's <laughs> Crusade. Wow. Graphic novel. I think it's either a trade or an omnibus or something. Uh, Crivella um, has previously called homosexuality a terrible sin and is the bishop of an evangelical megachurch. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're, you're telling me that this man is a is is a bishop of a church and he's the mayor of the the city and rio's a very large city if that doesn't sound like some like like religious like r rule just swinging back in like we're back in like the crusades i don't know what is going on can you hear mm -hmm. me? Yes, we can hear you, Travis. Welcome back. Oh, okay. It's like right when I decided to say something, my phone's headphone jack was just like, we don't want to work anymore. <laughs> so that's fun. But <laughs> How do you feel about my, the situation? Um, I honestly like, yeah, let me, I'm, I, I know I'm a straight guy in the room, but like. You yo, may have an hell? opinion, good sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, I, okay, I don't. It doesn't bother me that Hulk and, or Hulk's or it's Hulkling, right? Yeah, Hulkling. Hulkling. Hulkling and Wiccan are getting together. It doesn't bother me as long as it's like beautifully written love. That's all I really, honestly care about. Exactly. So it's hard for me to sit here and be like, "Oh my God, there's a gay crusade!" When it's like, like our society doesn't even treat homosexual people as equals yep. so maybe not attack the little pieces of representation we have or preach you, have, you know what i mean mm. like <laughs> I, I, I mean i can say it as a black person because it's it's similar in my opinion like they're not we're not equal so why come at the, the representation that's there it doesn't make sense to me all right all right so the moral of the story is this is a horrible atrocity that has occurred and the mayor needs to get his head out of his butt. Um, I do want to give kudos to all of the creators and all of the fans who in the past like few weeks have been just posting more and more about this and trying to get more word about it. Even like sharing other examples in comics that show good homosexual representation. So good on them for putting that out there. If I, I may. Yeah, go ahead likely hero in this story the um the mayor of brazil said that he wanted to um have all of these books put in sealed plastic with notes on them to keep them out of the hands of children because the gays Ugh. well wait he, he wants them sealed what? like um how we would see something like from boundless or avatar press or the explicit sexual content content books that are sealed he wants that for this book and lgbtq content in general what the fuck brazil's What's next steven universe don't give me any ideas <laughs> one of brazil's most popular youtubers uh felipe nito again if i mispronounce i am sorry he has about 34 million subscribers on YouTube. Uh, decided to buy 14,000 books with LGBTQ content, which I assume it was, um, it appears to be the entire stock at the book fair in question. Oh. 
he sealed them. They were in sealed plastic. I don't know if they were in sealed plastic or if he sealed them himself. But wrote sarcastic messages about censorship reading. Uh, quote, uh, this book is inappropriate for backward, backward and prejudiced people. <laughs> and then he proceeded to distribute them for free. Good man. Good man right there. And he had all of this distributed by the time 20 armed police officers stormed the book fair. Wow. The, the mayor had ordered armed police to storm the book fair and to seize and to seize the merchandise. But at that point, there was no merchandise. Wow. Just it wow. is. Yeah. That is a hero. Yeah. There was an unlikely hero to this story. I mean. Well, good on that man right there. Yep. Okay. So, moral of the story is, Mayor of Rio sucks. We are going to move on. Props to that hero right there. Um, we're we're going to save the, the, the Marvel rant for the, the, for the second, like, for the third story. But for the, the, the second story that kind of had the, the internet buzzing today and yesterday was that, <coughs> excuse me, um, that at, at the um, Saturn Awards this past uh, evening, weekend um, thing, I hate this time of year. Um, Kevin Feige came out and he released this um, special clip that was an, a, a different version of the original Nick Fury cameo in Iron Man. <coughs> Excuse me. I hate this time of year so much. I hate it. Anyway, um, he like and in the original and in, in this different version of the clip, Nick Fury comments on the fact that there is, I believe, it was radioactive uh, spider bites and mutants in mutants and like very blatantly in the, the like in this thing and it almost hinted at the idea that there was going to be a crossover with Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the X-Men all in the original Mar Marvel Cinematic Universe like they were going to play ball from the beginning and that is really interesting that that almost happened breaks my heart that that we didn't get that like, right. it could have solved so much drama. Fox wouldn't have had to reboot and start the J-Law show starring J starring J-Law. Like, it, we could have saved so much headache, but no. We, we, we had to deal with all this. Like, we, we wouldn't have had to deal with Andrew Garfield. Like, imagine a world where we didn't have to deal with Andrew Garfield. Oh, Italian Vogue Spider-Man was terrible. That would <laughs> the best thing. <coughs> like, that, that would have been so much better. Um, but no, like, this idea... Has a lot of like a lot of interesting connotations because Tobey Maguire Spider Man in the MCU has been something that people have talked about for a long time. And, like I know there there was a there was a YouTube video I watched a while back where someone did a whole theory about how you could put um, Tobey in the franchise as like a teacher who helped out during the the Avengers attack and all that sh all that stuff that would have been really cool. So this does have a little merit to it. What do you guys think? As I die. <laughs> anyway, uh, I anyway. think it would have been a cool thing to come to fruition. That's for sure. I mean, that like there would have been inevitability like of some people not showing up. Like I, I bet we would have got Tobey Maguire, but not Hugh Jackman, which is a little disappointing. But I could live with it. That's that's true. I mean, I, I feel like Hugh Jackman has always wanted to be a part of the Avengers franchise, so I feel like he would have done it. I don't know about the rest of the X Men cast. 
it, it's tough to say because I, I remember Hugh Jackman being about as done with Wolverine as you know Tony as uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are done with Cap and Iron Man respectively. Okay, that's fair. Mary, what do you think? I think it would have, and you know, to be completely honest, I think it would have been really interesting to see because. It's easy to look back at, you know, the early 2000s and kind of point the finger at X-Men and whatnot. But at the same time, things have progressed immeasurably from even Raimi's Spider first Spider-Man movie to now. I think it would have been interesting to see with that cast at that time. That's a very good point. Like, like almost see, like, the innovation grow with one another. Like, how... The X-Men started, like, the big growth. Spider-Man was a big stride for superhero movies. And then to see the Avengers be this big-ass thing that just takes it off in a higher plane. It would have been kind of cool to see all of that mixed into one pot. Quite honestly, I feel that an alliance between um, Fox and... Oh, my God. Who had Iron Man? Um... I don't know if Iron Man was ever in... Uh, Paramount. Paramount had it. And I think an alliance between Fox and Paramount would have been far less messy than, say, the alliance with Disney and Sony. That's fair. I'm I'm a terrible person, and I think that whole thing is just hysterical. Oh, that entire situation. <laughs> like, the entire, the entire thing, like, we talked about it a little bit on the edge, but, like, the entire situation with um, Sony and Disney right now over Spider-Man is just a mess. Like, I feel as if that, like, wh while Disney was semi in the wrong for asking for so much, Sony was wrong for not trying to make a counter offer and just walking away. Like, like yeah. am I wrong there? Well, I mean, just no, but monetarily, yes. Yeah. Because, like, Sony's not out to make fans happy. They're out to make money. Yep. You know, Into the Spider-Verse won an Oscar. Um, the Spider-Man game did amazingly well. So yep. you want to keep those profits in-house. That's fair. From a business venture, like, I understand why they did it, but you have some people who are, you know, with torches and pitchforks, basically saying that Spider-Man is going to bomb without Disney attached to it, and it's really true. I feel like they're in a better place than they were with Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, whereas yeah. they were doing it to just keep the license, versus now where they have Into the Spider-Verse, surprisingly because of profits from fans, they have Venom, like, they have a little bit more ground to stand on than they did last time. So there is the potential for something there, but I'm not entirely sure. I think what kind of turned me off on that whole argument is that you had um, a, more than a few MCU Spider-Man fans absolutely trying to kneecap into the Spider-Verse for being the lowest grossing Spider-Man movie in the franchise. When in fact, it's one of the, the most critically well-reviewed of the bunch, and it's the Oscar winner of the family. I think, it, it, in my opinion, it is the best Spider-Man movie because of just how well they pulled it off. And if you want to be technical, it is the only comic book movie of the yep. animation style. 
Yeah. Yeah, I I loved Spider Verse to be completely honest with you, and like out of out of all the ones, like out of the the Raimi movies, the Garfield movies, the uh, the Holland movies, I feel as if like that's the one that I'm gonna keep as like a timeless classic throughout like the rest of my life. No doubt, like it's it, it's so well done, and be, like I it, I guess animation kind of has that one leg up where this can stand the test of time. And it can keep being something that new generations can enjoy because it has so many facets of Spider-Man within it. Right. Yes. So there's that entire debacle. So if anyone wants to, like, deal with that situation, um, I do, I do, I do still think that the entire cameo idea of the originals was really cool, but we'll never ever see that but it was kind of cool for Feige to be like hey we're making a giant uh, Infinity Saga box set and this is some cool stuff we threw in there that we didn't do but here's the thing like I kind of like it alright alright and then it's time for the rant The, the, (laughs) the power of Mary has been set ablaze and we will see as she comes for vengeance and blood, and I'm a little frustrated as well because um, as hit, as released in different information from different sources over the course of today, uh, Marvel has officially canceled Future Foundation after issue two, and like according to its its writer Jeremy Whitley, it was canceled due to low sales. Mary, how do you feel about this? Uh, oof is just kind of where I'm gonna start. Oof. <laughs> is canceling issues due to low sales when books are in their infancy is something Marvel has been doing for years. The crew says hello. Um, uh, Black Panther and the crew and Angela Queen of Hell were actually both canceled in pre-order yep. because pre-order numbers weren't high enough. So they released the issues that were solicited at a certain point, basically to fill out a trade. And then the book was canceled and dead and done and no more. The same thing is happening to Future Foundation. Um, From the research that I did and from the sources I was seeing is it was the, the decision was made shortly after issue one released. That's tragic. We're only a couple of weeks out from issue two. Um, the, like, they didn't even give it a chance. Nope. And this is something that Marvel has a trend with doing. I mean, a book like Black Panther and the Crew could have been incredibly successful, mm. but they didn't even give it a chance. With something like Future Foundation, which has a lot of LGBTQ content... Um, that's traditionally going to sell better in digital. Diamond's stranglehold on the pre-order industry, they are absolutely beholden to that. So um, Jeremy Whitley has seemingly confirmed that the book will end with issue five. So just enough to fill out a trade. Yep, he confirmed it five hours ago on Twitter. And this is kind of where I'm going to start to chip away at things and get angry. Is that um, as of the uh, this past Wednesday, the 11th, Marvel has 33 current running titles. 
Um, through the end of November, they are set to pick up 14 additional titles. Granted, a lot of them, I want to say half of them are X-Men titles. Yep. But they're also only a couple issues, uh, a couple current series. So it's not like they have a really heavy lineup to be doing this. Because it was a year, um, a couple years back, where they had close to 70 books running. And so they would just, you know, throw everything at the wall and see what stuck. Canceled everything that sold poorly within a couple of issues. And they would just, like, they wouldn't even, like, say that the issues were, like, canceled. They would go from, oh, it's an ongoing, to, oh, it's a limited series. And then we'd be like, wait, what? That's not what you said originally. Mm-hmm. They'd say and- stuff like that. Yep, that's what happened. Yeah, but, with Fal- that's what happened with Falcon. It got ca- it got canceled. That, it got ghost canceled. No one knew what the hell happened to it, and then it just it just stopped running after issue eight, and they all put the whole thing in a trade. That's super dirty. <coughs> Sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, Marvel mer- very rarely makes uh, cancellation announcements. That's gross. No, they'll just kind of rush a book under. Th- you know, under the rug and just kind of leave it at that and move on about their business. That's disrespectful. (laughs) It really is. Uh, What gets me is the fact that, you know, they're still running these practices of when they had almost 70 books that, you know, you throw everything at the wall, you see what sticks, and then, okay, you, you know, you put what doesn't stick into the trash can. They have the space if you will to give books time but they don't these these books aren't advertised through their social media through the in-book ads like these books aren't given time to grow the hell out of me a lot of people are trying to say that Marvel canceled it because they don't like the LGBTQ content, etc., etc. That is not true, and I don't think has been true for a very long time. You know, it, it all even ties back to a greater issue of digital sales versus, you know, comic books are expensive and people are pirating the hell out of them. Yep. Like, there was that whole thing a couple months back. We talked about it on the show where creators mm-hmm. found a pirating site and they were disgusted by what they saw. It saw like there was a count of millions of downloads of these issues and millions of views of these issues. And then they wonder why stuff gets like doesn't continue because either prices are too high or things don't last long enough. So they just buy it and trade or just breed it illegally. And something really interesting to point out with the case of uh, something like Future Foundation is it didn't have 26 different variants. So those weren't there to pad the number one numbers that, you know, we saw with books like Invisible Woman and Black Cat, where the number one uh, counts were very highly due to this massive series of variant covers. It just kind of leads me to believe that, you know, I really want to see a book's base numbers outside of um, the inflation due to variant covers. I don't because think we'll see that number. We never see that number, but I can sit here and think about it as much as I want. <laughs> <laughs> With, I mean, and Future Foundation is not a newfangled concept. You know, it is a 
pre-existing institution, and I think ones that fans would have been really happy to see back. Not to mention that it was a it was a fusion with Power Pack, and everybody loves. I mean, I like to think everyone loves the Power Pack because I love the Power Pack. It's a new mutant situation with me. Yeah. Um, just just to kind of you know cover both sides of the issue. I don't want anyone to think I am picking on Marvel explicitly, even though I am. Um, I, I tried to do as much digging as I could and I tried to remove one shots um, but across multiple imprints DC has about 58 to 60 titles currently running but that includes things like Vertigo, Wonder Comics um, well that's one of them I didn't include Anger Zoom but I mean this is single issues um, that that have more than one issue yeah that have more than one issue and you know dc is having a bit of an oversaturation problem right now and i do think we're going to start seeing cancellations or a shake-up at some point yep. doing their best to give things time and space to grow because wonder comics has kind of taken a baseball bat to the knees at this point their sales are not as strong as they wanted it to be but they're giving it time as much as they can Naomi is carrying that entire imprint. <laughs> she is shouldering that entire imprint right now because Young Justice hasn't been nearly as successful as they wanted it to be. Uh-uh. And we'll talk about that book in a minute, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that's kind of something to measure right now is that, you know, they are trying to give books time. And DC has been known for keeping books running for longer than statistically they probably should be. Terrifics! Oh, did I say that? Sorry. I mean, I'd still like to see more, um, not necessarily diversity, but diversification uh, because it's all kind of the same thing. Yep. I mean, yes, they're character-driven stories, but, you know, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. No. White guy Flash versus, like, uh, white guy Green Lantern. Like, they're gonna punch some kind of studio, studio, st- pseudo-alien-looking bad guy. I feel like the material itself is a lot of cookie-cutter right now, and I can say that because I am a DC fan, and I am getting probably half this lineup. <laughs> I mean, this is just a fancy way of saying that I just want more gay people, but... But it's also, we want more diversity in general. And uh, DC kind of sucks at diversity. They really do. Ooh. Ooh. She's speaking the gospel right there. (laughs) They do. They suck at it because they pretty much, like, they have tokens. Batwoman is their token gay character. Um, As of right now, Black Lightning and Cyborg are their token black characters. Like... Mm. Mm. She's not wrong. We we did an entire we, we did an entire episode on Blur Grounds about Cyborg and him being a token. Like it, it's just yeah. what's happening, and it's it, it, it's frustrating. But not like across the board, it is frustrating. But 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 at the end of the day, like 
I, I, my heart breaks for Jeremy because I see the passion in what he writes, like reading Wasp mm-hmm. and reading Future Foundation. Hell, read, reading Raven the Pirate Princess. Like, that book is so good. And then just, like, he keeps, like, like, like get, getting hit when he gets his gas up and going. And it's just, I want to see, like, I want to see him have, like, a Young Avengers book or an Inved- Avengers book. I want to see him actually do something big. Hell, I think he'd be great at DC. Like, you, you want someone to, to, to take... Like, like on Young Justice because Bendis is sucking right now. Give it to Jeremy. Jeremy would do wonders. Pun the, pun, pun the pun the comment. Pun the like pardon the pun. He would do wonders with Young Justice. He here is a statement that I'm going to say that should show you the level of confidence that I have in Jeremy Whitley. I want to see him write Batwoman. Ooh, okay. ooh. That that's the that's the gold star right there for for Mary. Oh wow! That if I'm willing to trust you, you know, Batwoman with with someone, I I would really be interested to see what he does with that. And if Rainbow Rowell ever leaves Runaways, I want to see him tackle Runaways because he does great things with young adult work. That's true. I mean, that should tell you something that I would trust this man with Batwoman. So, so the point, so the moral of the story is, Jeremy, come write Young Justice and Batwoman, so me and Mary can feel better. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, I, I just want I want to oh, yeah, do some shameless plugging for him real quick. Yes. Um, if you do want to read Jeremy's stuff, and if you do want to support it, check out Princeless and Raven the Pirate Princess. You can find them. Um, Raven is digital exclusive, so you can find that on Comixology. Um, they're both published through Action Lab. They're great books. Yes. They're great young adult books. So. Definitely check that stuff out. And then we still have the Unstoppable Wash Young Adult novels coming out next year, so definitely go support that. <coughs> and then, hey, like, I, 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 I don't want to give uh, Marvel 1000 a lot of props because of all the controversy, but his America Chavez, like, page was freaking amazing. So, so good. So yay. Okay. There's... Give him an America Chavez book, damn it. Just yes. give him a lot of books. <laughs> just give him all the books, because, like, it's just, it's so good. Okay. Was so, Marvel was when was Marvel Comics one thousand kind of a letdown for anybody else? If I, I I tried to read it and I was more interested in looking for the creators that I was interested in rather than following the plot of the Black Mask thing. And the thing is, that breaks my heart because I love Al Ewing to death. That man wrote Ultimates for me. Like I love him so much, and yet like I just wasn't interested in what was going on. I was kind of irritated that you know. <laughs> With the discount I get from my LCS. I spent like eight bucks on that thing. Like, I was super irritated. Damn. I'm digital code. Like, come on now. Yeah. But let, let, let's, let, let's get into some 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 semi-depressing yet positing notes before me and Mary and Travis go in. Because we about to smack Bendis upside the head in a minute. But let's have some good <laughs> conversation. So, um, sa- sadly though... <coughs> um... Well, partially good. We got the DC uh, solicitations for December 2019, and there were some good books in there. Um, uh, hey, Travis, you might be reading a Wonder Woman book this year, partner. You want to you you ask me why? Why? <laughs> because the writer of Murder Falcon is writing a Wonder Woman mini. Oh. Oh. Okay, yeah, I'm probably going to be reading Wonder Woman this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman Dead Earth, number one, is being written by Daniel Warren Johnson, and he's doing the art and the, cover for, the covers for it. 
Yes. I figured you'd be hype about that, so I wanted to let you know about that. I honestly, I'm super, super hyped about this new Warren Ellis book. Warren Ellis is getting another book. Uh, the Batman's Grave, number one. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that, that's gonna be some good stuff right there. Um, the other depressing note that was included in the solicitations is that the best book at DC Comics right now is being canceled, and I am pissed. So if you if you if you want to at me on Twitter and argue about this, uh, the book I'm talking about is Deathstroke, uh, like the Terminator, aka the best book at DC right now, um, written by Christopher Priest, and it is been going. For like for for almost fifty issues, and it's going to be canceled at fifty issues, and I am pissed because ever since DC Rebirth started, DC's just been letting Christopher Priest play in his corner, like you know you know like like write some really good stuff, like return Deathstroke to a good norm after the new Fifty Two kind of ruined him a little bit, kept de aging him and aging him back, and it was really annoying. They had him rip his own eye out of its socket. It was really weird. We don't talk about that. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> and then like. Christopher Priest comes in and just goes, I'm going to tell this good story. I'm going to bring back Jericho. I'm going to bring back Ravager. I'm going to do everything right that, that the new 52 didn't. And it's been so good. Like, yeah, I included a, a, a ripoff Black Panther and named the Red Lion. Yeah, I did that, but it's cool. Like, like we we, we, we going to let it go. And the whole book has just been this amazing narrative that's been bringing Slade back to the strong norm. He even tried to be a superhero for a little bit and train, like, like teenage heroes and stuff like that and it was really good and then just i'm so sad to see this end i really am especially when he just got back on tv thankfully not wearing hockey pads i'm talking about titans anybody wants to go watch titans give it a chance like i i know i used to speak i used to speak evil of it but now that season two has come out i'm really happy about it and thankfully slate is not wearing hockey pads uh hashtag we don't talk about arrow anymore um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, man. They put my man in hockey pads. I, I, I was so irritated. And like between that and then Ravager wasn't actually Rose. It was just Summer Glau with a different name. And it was annoying. Like I just, the, I, I have a, I have a diehard love for, for Slade, if you can't tell. But no, um, this has been depressing for me. Um, I don't know about the, 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 the two of you have read that book at all, but it's really good. I, uh, I, I fell off the wagon with it a long time ago. Oh. That's tragic. Same. That's tragic. Same though. That's tragic, y'all. This book has been it, amazing. Honestly, looking at these solicitations, I feel really bad because like Deathstroke's getting canceled and Joker and Harley are getting a title. Can we not? <laughs> Can we not? Like, <laughs> why? Why? Talking about Harleen. Huh? Are you talking about Harleen? No, I, I, it's a, a whole. I guess it's Joker and Harley Criminal Sanity by uh, Cami Garcia. Oh no! Oh dear. Yeah. See that. Harley Quinn follows the evidence, and it leads her to a dangerous conclusion: she might know the true identity of the Joker. Oh. Yeah. You, you might have got distracted by the Joker by Jeff Lemire, like I did. <laughs> I mean, like I, I, I'm, I need to go I, fix myself a drink. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> like, I'm not even mad at the at the Jeff Lemire book because I'm like a devoted Jeff Lemire follower. But like, I just, ugh, I'm, like, that just makes me sick. We're getting another joke in a Harley book when Deathstroke's being canceled. That 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 breaks my heart, my guy. Like, right. And 
Oh, and 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 the worst part is, is that these two are clowns. So it's just yep. there's there's no jokes to be had that we haven't already said. We just don't want this, DC. Yes. No one wants this. Let's <laughs> just hope it's twenty plus pages of Harley just beating the shit out of him. That would be nice. Like this, jo- like Harley beat like well, because like there was that one issue written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Pagliotti during um the DC Rebirth era where um like there was a fake Joker that just rolls up and is like hi Harley and she just beats the shit out of him and you're just like whoa this is awesome <laughs> see i'm yeah, excited oh, no, go ahead travis oh well on that same hand the the last time harley and joker were together he definitely reaffirmed how much of like a super controlling piece of shit he is oh you um, mean, oh you mean in, death of the family i uh, know prelude to the wedding actually oh yeah i forgot about that yeah you're right yeah, he she has him all tied up, and it's time to kill him. But I don't, the way he says it, it makes me sick to this day. Is that some people just want me to do things to them? Oh, he says that as he puts an axe in someone's head. Who wrote that? He's just like, oh, I don't. Let me look it up. That's gonna bug me now. Oh, that's so. Oh. I it's bet you. Gross, I bet you. Dude. I bet you it was Labdell. How much would a bet? Um, that's gonna. I'm, I'm gonna get so mad if I was right. Um, if it'll pull up, do 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 bad radio. But the point is, um, I'm sad that my 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 favorite book is canceled. Um, and you should be sad too. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the the other weird thing that was uh, displayed in the solicitations is that for the the third time in uh 15 years, I believe is the record. Um, Superman is going to reveal his identity to the world and only be known as Superman. What the fuck? Uh, Lord have mercy. Like, because we had it during New 52, and then there was that one time during pre-New 52, and then, like, he kind of just sat there open with a, with, a, with his identity during the first part of DC Rebirth till they revealed that it wasn't actually Clark Kent that was Superman. And I'm just like, this goes back to that argument of Bendis not reading, the like, the books that he's, like, on... Because it's the same thing where, um, I forget if it was Hickman or it, or it was Straczynski, whoever wrote Superman Earth 1, um, who had already done the whole story of someone else blew up Krypton and not Brainiac, and it's like, uh, Bendis, are you reading your stuff? Like, are you reading your notes? I don't, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, it's Tim Seeley, by the way, who does Seeley wrote that? Oh, that's so tragic. Yeah. Seeley, I oh, thought you no. were better than that. Oh no! I need. I do need that drink. Oh, uh, Celia, I trusted you. I trusted you. You was my boy on Grayson. You was writing good Nightwing. Why you do this to me? Oh, that's that's, that's horrible. But um, but no, nah, like the idea that Superman is just going, "Hey, my son went to the future, and my wife's trying to hunt down a crazed killer. I'm gonna reveal my identity." I'm like, wait, wait, what are you doing? Can you not? Sounds like some extra teenage girl shit. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And a super bad idea with Flex Luther rolling around. Dude, this weird He's just been freaking, making moves. Dude, this <laughs> weird freaking, like, I, I love Scott Snyder and James Tynan to death, but this whole thing in Justice League right now, where Lex has just turned into this, like, gray Malkin thing that's super stretchy and is just serving some higher power and is drawing all the villains together, I don't... I don't know. I mean, thankfully the JSA is back, but who knows for how long, and I'm just sad. 
Like that that but, like that was so exciting to see the JSA back. I'm back to the new fifty two dartboard <laughs> where big wall of just random ideas and they're throwing darts at it. I, I, w- I wouldn't put it past him at this point. Like, it just, it, nothing makes sense. Like, we're gonna give Jason Todd the crowbar that he was killed with as a weapon. Wait, what? We're gonna make Dick have amnesia because he got shot and call himself Rick. And then he's gonna join the Court of Owls. Wait, what? Oh, sorry. Spoilers for uh, December's Nightwing. Uh, he's totally joined the Court of Owls with, with his great grandfather, and I'm not happy about it. Like that's See, gonna piss me off. Briefly jumping back to Superman revealing his identity, I still have those little Daily Planet newspapers that DC released when Lois revealed his identity at the New Fifty Two. Like I, st- I still have one of those. And here we go again. <laughs> Because this should tell you something. It's dated for Wednesday, June 17th, 2015. Oh my god. So only four so, years ago we were doing this. Who's I, uh-huh. Whose idea was this and again, honestly? Bendis. Uh. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not... I'm at least hoping it's not Lois like forcibly revealing his identity like she did in the new 52. And the worst thing is, the solicitation itself, it's literally, with Superman's family scattered across the galaxy, our hero must confront some of the, his greatest concerns about himself and his place in the galaxy. Um, legendary artist Ivan Rice joins writer Brighton Michael Bendis as they introduce the biggest change to the man to steal his life ever. He's done this already, Brian! We've been here before! Four years ago! <laughs> Revealing your identity is also not going to stop Lois Lane from diving headlong into some stuff. Like, that's not going to stop her. (coughs) Yeah, it's not. If anything, anything, it would strengthen her resolve. Like, oh, my husband is Superman. He's going to kick your ass now. Like, (laughs) Uh, now Superman becomes a weird gun for good articles. Damn it. (laughs) And that that just goes to show you that Superman versus Smashes the Clan is still the best Superman book going on right now. This is true. <laughs> like, like it just... Uh. And then, um, the other exciting news that's been, that was announced is that Tom Taylor, writer of such things as the greatness that is the Injustice 2 tie-in comics and the Injustice 1 tie-in comics that the, uh, the game creators totally ignored, which really pisses me off, um... Like, when they made Injustice 2, they were like, oh, yeah, we're totally gonna change how Damien was taken in by Superman. Wait, what? Like, it didn't move. Anyway, um, he is going to be taking over the reins of Suicide Squad as it is being relaunched this December. And thank God! Like, holy crap. Like, literally, Rob Williams, I love you. I think you have a lot of talent. I, I, I think you wrote some good stuff with Suicide Squad, but whoever at DC was wringing your neck and telling you you couldn't change the lineup because of the movie, you you needed to do something, my guy. Like this, like that entire book was just movie team, movie team, movie team. No one's dying. Oh hey, um, freaking, um, Harley disappeared for an issue. Oh she's back. Uh, like movie team, movie team, movie team. Uh, Rick Flag disappeared and he thought to be dead. Oh no, he's just in the negative zone. Wait, like it just. It was getting really frustrating. There was some cool history there. They brought back the original Rick Flag, like the like 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 Rick Flag's grandfather. Like they were doing some good stuff, and then they're just like, "Oh, we're gonna cancel it." Why? Like I just, 
I don't know. Ho hopefully Tom Taylor can do some good stuff here. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I'm I'm a little skeptical, honestly. Ooh. Like, Ooh, wow. don't get me wrong. He's <clears throat> well, okay. Dude's a great writer. Don't get me wrong. I just I'm I'm scared for the shock and awe that's gonna come forth from the dude that thought it was like a great idea, which it when I read it it was to give Lobo a Green Lantern ring. Yeah, I totally forgot that happened. Oh my god. Yeah, he, he also got Mogo shoved into a sun by an angry Superman. Yeah. Like, there were a few things that happened in the Injustice comic that were super just off-the-wall insane. And I, uh, I don't know, maybe he kills off Amanda Waller. I, I can only ask for something so much, so great, you know? Why would you want <laughs> hey, Amanda Waller to die? I love Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller is the baddest bitch in the land. I like Amanda Waller, land. too. But she does need a successor, and I think that could be Scandal Savage. Ooh. Oh, damn, you got me there. Ooh, that's yep. an interesting pull there. Wow. Wow. That, wow, that was a good pull. I, I am impressed with you, good sir. <laughs> Mary, what are your thoughts on this this, this, this development? Um, I like Tom Taylor. Um. Travis's concerns about injustice. I think at that point it just spiraled out into ridiculous fan fiction. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you want to get technical, why not? Uh, Harley and Ivy got married in Vegas by an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, crazy. I'm interested to see what he does with a hard canon book. Whereas I'm confident in it is that he does seem to have a really decent grasp of the characters he writes. He does. And it, it shows that true. whenever he writes something, he cares. Prime example, the Batman annual from this past year that he wrote, that was his, like heartbreaking story about the connection between Bruce and Alfred. And now he's getting to come back in December for a guest spot on Detective and explore that again now that Tom King killed Alfred? Yeah. Um, I actually have a bit of interesting news. What? Awards for yesterday, and Supergirl actually won the Saturn Award for Best Superhero Television Series. Did it really? Nice. Wow. It's nominated alongside Arrow, Black Lightning, Cloak and Dagger, The Flash, Gotham, and Legends of Tomorrow. I mean, I'm sad about Black Lightning, but it's still really good. Pretty much DC's category to win. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the shows were limited to what is actually on network television. So, like, Netflix had no factor in it whatsoever? Um, the CW, Fox, and Freeform. Damn. All of the, show all of the shows are on uh, cable television, so. Okay. Okay. That's pretty cool. Travis, what do you think about that? Uh, that's pretty sick. I don't get me wrong. I'm I I really want to know where they're doing that kind of voting for the webtoons and the web series, because the the return of Brendan Fraser shall not be stopped. But oh yes, I I Doom very Patrol. much enjoy Supergirl when I do watch it. It's a very good show. I must say yeah, because Doom Patrol should have cleaned that whole category with no problems. Right. Uh, when I saw the news, that's the first thing I looked up just to see if uh, Doom Patrol was nominated. That's awesome. <laughs> Okay, okay, so, 
it's time for James slash everybody, uh, uh, Mary slash uh, Travis's rant about DC. <coughs> so, Young Justice number eight, after two different delays, has officially come out, and we have been revealed as to what Tim Drake's new identity is going to be alongside that really weird brown and red and black outfit that was that was shown in covers for October, November, and December. And I am very frustrated with DC. You know what? I'm going to make a joke. I feel like Kanye West. DC doesn't, give, doesn't care about Tim Drake. That's what I'm going to say right there. Because this is... is, is Should is, they? Yes. Yes, they should. <laughs> I know you you don't like him, but th- th- Mary, th- this is the one time that my, I will I will defend my boy. Uh, he is the best boy, and he must be defended here. This is an abomination. They said, "Oh, we're gonna send the Young Justice team to Earth Three to fight their evil counterparts," and and Tim's evil counterpart just calls himself Drake, like the Duck, and I just. I just I wanted to reach through through the, the through the void and just grab Bendis by the throat and be like, "What are you doing? Why? I trusted this man. I trusted this man to bring back my favorite group of teen heroes, and then it just goes, no, no, we're gonna ruin Tim Drake for you. Like, why? Like, I know it wasn't ideal to have him be Robin and have." Damien B. Robin, because, like, randomly they just did that right when the Wonder Comics imprint started to make Tim Robin and Damien Robin. But, like, I'm going to say it. The Venetian Blinds Red Robin suit was better than this. We could have just stayed in the New 52 for all I cared. Granted, I prefer the pre-New 52 Red Robin suit because it was iconic and it was from Kingdom Come. But I would totally prefer the Venetian Blind Wings over this. This is horrible. I am so, uh Like... And the thing is, <coughs> the back, like the, the side stories of Young Justice so far have been just repeats of uh, DC Rebirth Titans, where it's just, hey, this universe isn't like it's supposed to be. We need to return the universe to the way it was before the New 52. And I'm just like, Ugh, Bendis, why are you just rewriting Dan Abnett's scripts? Like... You couldn't just go read Titans Rebirth. Why are we redoing all of this? And like, at this point, the only reasons to read Young Justice at this point are for the nostalgia, to find out what's in Ginny Hex's trunk, and to, fi- and to see <laughs> Naomi on the team. That's all I care about, because my favorite boy is hurt. And it's tragic. And, like, granted, we get to see him as Robin until after Tom King is done with his stupid City of Bane nonsense. But at the same time, I'm just, I'm frustrated, y'all. Travis, help me out here. I, mm, uh, honestly, like, I've been just playing the Darkwing Duck theme song in my head this whole time. Oh, God! <laughs> Let's get dangerous. Like, oh, that's the only God. thing I can think of, and... Bendis, what's up, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> like my man can't even have a cape no more. Like I'm just, <clears throat> like yo, I, he uh, a duck though. Oh my god, but like, <laughs> and just and the thing is, like his costume has the same problem that that um 
a Garth Tempest's um, arm tattoos have, where someone's always going to draw the lines on that suit differently, because it's so overly complicated drawn, like... It has the same problem that Rogelzar has from the Superman comics, where Jim Lee designed him and designed him so complicated in the face because Jim Lee's a boss like that, but no one else is gonna like, can copy it. And then this is gonna be the same thing that happens with this costume, and I'm so irritated right now. Mary, help me. I can't. I can't do this no more. <laughs> I mean, ducks are cute. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Why, why y'all gotta be like this to me? Ducks no, I, and bats, I, man. <laughs> I think it's profoundly stupid, to be honest with you. Um, um, when I first heard the news, I actually had to do a double take, because when he said Drake, I'm like, okay, like, you know, a dragon. No. Like the a duck. duck. <laughs> um, and the first thing that actually popped up into my mind was, um, I forget what it was, but, uh, um, Daffy Duck in a Batman costume. Oh, God. Darkwing Duck right there. Uh, I <laughs> there just, it is. Uh. And the thing is, I know, like, I, I forget if Red Robin, the, re the restaurant, was giving them crap about the Red Robin thing. I forget that was real or not, because I saw, like, an article about it. I didn't know if it was real. Like, and I figured it might have been real, because even the Funko Pop of the Venetian Blinds, Tim Drake, said Red Wing Robin and not Red Robin. So I kind of had an inclination as why there was so much struggle going on. But the thing is... And I'm, and I'm gonna say it. This is all Damien's fault! Okay, there, I said it. I feel better. You know... <laughs> this is all Damien's fault! If Damien just, like, Morrison... No, no it's, not even, it's not even Damien's fault. This is Grant Morrison's fault. If Grant Morrison would have just stayed over there on Justice League and not bothered Batman and be like, Hey, hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you a kid. Like, I just... Oh, God, I just, what was so bad? Like, I, Mary, I know you don't like him because you think he's a Gary Stu, but what was so bad about just having Tim Drake be Robin? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take Tim Drake over Damien. If they just kill Damien, the problem fixes itself. We tried. We tried in the New 52. And then freaking somebody brought him back and gave him God powers. And he was flying around and no one understood what the frick was going on. Like, I just, ugh. Monster was cute, though. Like, him with the giant bat monster, that's fun. And the thing is, like, I, I the only person that has ever written Damien in a way that I like him is Tomasi. Peter J. Tomasi is the only person that has ever written Damien in a way where I didn't hate him. Actually, no, I take that back. Benjamin Percy is the other one because of DC Rebirth T Titans. But other than that, everyone writes him as this little conceited little jerk. And, like, he has so much potential. Like, when you see him with, um, Chris, uh, not Christopher Kent, Jesus, with Jonathan Kent, um, like, and they're together, there's so much love and brotherhood there. And you see that he can grow and be something. But then, every other time, I'm just like, why do you exist? Why, why, why do you bother me? Why can't you just go away and let Tim be Robin again? Like, I just, ugh. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm frustrated, y'all. No, nah, that's cool, man, because, you know, we got the, the Mighty Ducks. And not oh, God! Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, I need Charlie Sheen's brother to come save this, because I can't do this no more. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Travis, yeah. you win all the awards this week. <laughs> <laughs> I need Emilio Estevez to come say this because I can't do it no more. Uh, and honestly, it's not that I don't like. Like I just don't like him because I think he's presented as too perfect. Okay, fair. I mean, like because I mean, yeah. you know, grew up. Dick's the oldest, and Tim is you know the perfect one, and it's. I feel like there's a vulnerability that he doesn't have, and then they tried to give him one by killing his dad, like... Well, like, there was that, and then he started to have some more vulnerability when Connor died in Infinite Crisis, and he's like, I'm gonna regrow my friend because he's a clone, and I can make a clone of a clone, and I'm like, Tim, calm down, it's not even that serious, like, we can bring him back, it's cool. <laughs> one that I do hate is Stephanie Brown, and we oh. go into that. Oh, because oh, yeah. I hate her so oh, much. Oh, hey, Mary, did you actually read the issue of Young Justice 8? Because Stephanie Brown's in it, I don't read that. <laughs> um, uh, Travis, should I tell her? Yes. They, they, yes, it, you should. In, in Earth 3, Stephanie Brown is, is Batwoman. It's going to sound like I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> Oh, dude, it was the funniest shit. And the minute I saw it, I was like, Mary's gonna be pissed. <laughs> uh. Spoilers. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. See, I joked about that drink before, but I have some Glenlivet downstairs. I might need to get some scotch. <laughs> oh, God, that was great. Because, okay. no, Ka- Cassandra Kane is, ba- is, uh, is Batgirl. Is Batgirl. And that's fine. But see, the, like, and the reason the reason why I appreciated it was like because Cassandra abandoned it, and then Barbara goes, "Hey, I'm gonna pretend you're dead, and I'm gonna train you to be Batgirl." And I was like, "Okay, I accept this." And then New Fifty go, New Fifty Two just goes, "Yeah, Stephanie Brown and Cassandra Cain just don't exist." And then I was like, "Okay, waffles, waffles for Steph. I will defend her." But so like, yeah, that was me. I said the trained wa- by Selena, and it's just weird. Yeah. I sent them waffles. I ain't, I ain't even mad. You can get mad, DC. I sent I sent them waffles. But yeah, so, so there's my angry rant of the day. Tim Drake deserves better, not to be a duck. Jesus God. <laughs> um, I I had to pull it up just to <laughs> just to relive this. It's so bad. <laughs> like it just like the way it is. Like he literally just like because the his evil self just goes. My name's Drake, and he just goes. That's not even half bad. And I'm like, bruh, don't you dare. Like, I just, mm, mm, I was so angry. Like, and I was I was wondering so much, like, why is your costume brown, my guy? And then we find out it's because he's a duck. Like, oh my god. Like, what, is he going to have, like, a stylized D on his thing now? Instead of an R? Like, I just, oh. I think that means something else. <laughs> Oh god! I mean that that that, that would give the um, the Connor and Tim shippers more ammo. But God, I want to make a joke, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we are gonna gonna go ahead and touch on one more thing. Um, in the indie news category, we have that Boom Studios has announced that with Grant Morrison, that horrible human being that created the character that we will not talk about anymore. Um, but I, li- I like your Justice League though. Thank you, Grant. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, he he is going to be working with Boom Studios to create a Christmas comic about the the uh, I think it, is, is it Klaus? Yes, Klaus. The, uh, Ooh, I like Klaus. Yeah, Klaus is the bomb. 
I believe this is something he has visited in the past, but the idea that he's bringing back the property is very cool. Mm-hmm. No, Klaus has been a, is a previously <coughs> existing title. That's what's up. And, like, seeing as Morrison, despite what I think about Damien, is very good at bringing old properties back to life, I think there is some promise to be be shown with this. Um, Travis, you're the one that brought this to my attention. What do you think about this? Um, I'm kind of excited. I like to see mythology twisted on its head like that. Um, so I'm pretty, I am really excited. I didn't know he was an existing publication, so now I have to go find that and then be excited for this. <laughs> okay. But, okay. um, no, I, I, I'm also looking up these, like, okay, so a Drake is just a fully sexual mature male duck. Oh, yes. God. That's it. That's it. It's just a male duck. Oh. Right. So he, it's one of the most dangerous birds, like just a male duck. <laughs> I'm so annoyed right now. Like I just, uh, I I I, need, I I might need a fucking drink after this. I got some moonshine. Travis, what's up? Um, Klaus was a miniseries from like 2016, I think. Okay. You can probably dig for it. It's probably not that hard to Do find. I probably, I probably got it on Comicsology. But no, um, that was something cool that we found that we wanted to touch on. So props to, to, to Mr. Morrison when he's not ruining my childhood. <clears throat> with creating children that don't need to exist and then that child that child goes on to create a series of animated films that are very annoying and not good but anyway so are they gonna are they gonna call it like a duckerang or something oh god and no. is he just gonna go quack when he throws it at somebody no he's gonna, he's gonna throw his bill at people <laughs> i swear i swear bendis if you make one singular put it on my bill joke i'm done like i will i will just be so done yo to like i need some villain to fight tim drake and go it's duck season (laughs) no (laughs) rabbit season no duck season drake versus captain carrot tim drake versus captain carrot (laughs) the sad part is while they've been dimension hopping the last issue was they went to the captain carrot universe that's the worst part about that joke It's oh, duck season. Oh god, Yo. I'm so done right now. Oh. Quack quack vicious. Oh god. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well we are gonna wind this down real quick. Uh, we are gonna go ahead and recommend some books for this coming week because it is Monday and we are gonna re- recommend some books for Wednesday for you folks. So, uh, so, uh what is a book from next? I mean, from, from this coming week. Uh, September 18th that you want to recommend to the people, Travis? Uh, Flex Luther number one. The fuck? Man. It's, okay, it's Lex Luther number one, but he's just been, since the year the villain started, Lex Luther has been flexing on everyone he's encountered. Is and he getting his own it, one shot? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's in the drive, man. Take a look. It's oh. really good. Oh, yeah, you're but right. It feels like it feels like they're giving him like a like a real Doctor Doom kind of feel, like how Doom is actually doing really like good things for the universe, but for some reason he's always getting his ass kicked. Just sometimes he doesn't. I feel like that's what we're getting here. It's like Lex Luthor's God. So definitely check that out. All right, all right, Mary. What is a book that's coming out next week that you want to recommend to the people? I really do hate to give Bendis credit, but I'm going to have to say, um, you know, let me switch that up. I'm going to say Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen. 
Ooh, 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 ooh. Good, 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 good book. Good book. Uh, so, who, who is the creator on that again? It is. It's Matt Fraction. <coughs> That's why I like it. Because it is really good. No, it, it is wacky, zany fun. Like. Okay, okay. And then the book that I am going to go ahead and recommend is Excellence by Brandon Thomas and Carrie Randolph. This book has been so good since it kicked off a few months ago, and I have been loving every single issue. Like, it is just amazing. I recommend it to anybody, not just African Americans. I feel anybody can pick up this book and find a good story about sorcery and family, and it is the bomb. So, <clears throat> there is that. We are going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at on Comics ground. Follow the podcast on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. And excuse me, check out the website every weekday on comicsground.com. Put some hyphens between those words, but while you type it and we, we have all of our previews, reviews, and opinion pieces about comics that are coming out every weekday for you folks. And as always, um, Travis, what is your closing statement for this week? Let's get dangerous. Oh my god, I'm so tired. Oh. <laughs> Mary, what is your closing statement for, episode, for this episode? Mary, did you die? Quack, quack. God damn it! <laughs> I'm so done. I'm so done. I, I, I'm so done. Can, can the title of this episode be It's Duck Season? I, I was already yes. planning on it. I'm done. Okay. And <laughs> my, my closing statement, as always, support your local comic book shop. I hate that it's Duck Season. We will catch you folks next time. Check us out on, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, <laughs> Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, except for SoundCloud, because SoundCloud sucks. We will catch you folks next time, right here, next week, on Tales to the Panel. Peace out.